Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. This episode is a very special one for me in that it's a little different. Actually, it's a lot different. And I am hoping to use this as a way to share my ideas with you and what I'm thinking, but also to lift up and support my friend Shonda in her podcasting journey. My friend Shonda has been listening to podcast by Cliff and myself for years. I was very surprised a couple months ago, I got an email from Shonda asking if I would be interested in doing an interview for her podcast. She would interview me for her podcast. When I started looking at what it is and what she wanted me to talk about, I was like, I can do this. I can absolutely do this. I'm excited to do this. And so Shonda's podcast, she started, I would say, last year, in a way to chronicle or to document her oldest son's last year of high school and the dreams that she had for him and all of her wishes as he was moving into the next stage of his journey. In that, she she started a blog and, and she blogged her way through his senior year of high school and into him going off to college. And then this year, when her second son was a senior, she decided to revive that blog and then started this this podcast and is chronicling his last year and his launch into his next journey. And in doing that, she is interviewing many different moms in their stage of launching their children into the next part of their story. And so you're finding all different kinds of women and all different kinds of moms and what it is that we're hoping that our kids have learned from us and are taking into their next stage. It was very exciting talking with Shonda. Her podcast is called And Before You Go. It can be found at andbeforeyougo.com. I have enjoyed listening to other stories I know that not everyone parents the way I parent. And I know that we are all unique and different in our hopes and our dreams and our wishes for what our kids take out of our house with them. And so I've found it very encouraging to to listen to some of the other stories and and to see how how it varies from when you're launching your first one to your third and and it's just, it was, it was an, an exciting experience for me. And so here it is, my interview with Shonda that has aired on her podcast, And Before You Go. Shonda, I had so much fun doing this interview with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, I'm so excited to be joined by Stephanie Ravenscraft. Stephanie, it's a pleasure for you to join me. It feels a little um, like I know you so well because I've been listening to you podcast for 12, fi- almost 15 years. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Like on listening to every podcast that you and your husband have put out over the years. I feel like I know you. I feel like I know your kids. And you're at this point in your life where you're in a transition 
Like you have three kids. Why don't you tell every, see, here I am the stalker telling everyone about your family. Why don't you tell everyone about your family? Very well. So I have three children. They are 19, 17, and 14. My oldest daughter just finished her freshman year at Western, um, Western Kentucky University. That's what it's called. And, uh, my, my 17 year old son will graduate from high school in, um, in like a week and a half, in like 10 days, I think it's unreal to think that I have another one finishing high school now. And, uh, and my daughter is finishing up the, my youngest daughter is finishing up the eighth grade and will start her freshman year in August. Oh, yes. So, so a lot of transition, a lot of transition all at once. And, um, I just wanted to talk to you because, you know, when, um, your son, he's going a more non-traditional route than uh than your daughter did she she you know she graduated high school went on to college you know that's kind of the traditional route but your son's doing something different you want to talk about that he is so Matthew will be um starting his own business in well in June is what we have said and and he's really he is really excited about that um and he still is is defining what that will look like and what he wants to focus on so Right now, he has a lot of ideas. He is going to um, explore the fulfilled by Amazon route where he will purchase product in bulk and then label it and send it off to Amazon and it will be posted to their site. And if someone buys it, Amazon then ships it to them, but it was provided by Matthew, whatever company name he comes up with. So like if you buy things off Amazon, you can see on the on the left mm-hmm. or on the right in the bar who you're buying from and then Amazon just fulfills that order for them. And so he's going to try that for a while. He is going to try selling things on eBay, but also he wants to get better at his digital um editing, um audio editing, video editing and maybe exploring some some things there. And he is he is really excited to work for himself and and to to focus on the things that he is passionate about without continuing to be in a classroom every day. Mm-hmm. And he even says to us, he's like, you know, if I, you know, come home and do this for a year and I find out that this is not what I want to do and I'm not and I'm not enjoying this, I will probably consider going to school to be an engineer. Matthew is heavily um talented in in math and in all things STEM related that I don't even understand most of. And so he says, you know, I, I but I want to give this a try. I want to I want to do this and give this a try. And if it doesn't work, then I'll think about and talk about going to college and and what I would do there. But I want to try so, this first. So it's almost like a gap year. You know, he's going to take yes. a year try something he's passionate about and reassess in a year. But if he wants to continue down that path or maybe try a different path. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds great. So tell me as the mom, how do you, how do you feel about this next season for him? I feel, I feel kind of, I feel a little mixed feelings about this next season for him. Um, I will tell you that there is a comfort and, and maybe a satisfaction that he's not leaving the house yet. Matthew is my only boy. And 
that is a special bond for me. Not that I don't have special bonds with my daughters, because I do with each of them, but there is something about he is he is mama's boy. And so there is a very um, happiness in my heart that he is not leaving yet, because I think that there's a big part of me that's not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. And and so so there is there is that part where I I am glad that he's staying home because I'm I'm not emotionally prepared for him to go yet. And then that is a very honest statement. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and then there and then there is the other side where where I'm like but is he still going to be, you know, dependent on I still wake him up every morning for high school because I can, not because I have to. I could very well tell, dude, you are 17 years old and it is time to wake yourself up. And that is what I will tell him when when he is graduated and it is time for him to wake up and work every day. You know, you need to take the initiative and get yourself out of bed. This is this is the beginning of the rest of your life. And just because you live with mom and dad still doesn't mean that mom still needs to do the things that I did for you when you were still my little boy, because he's really not. And while my heart struggles with that, I am trying to put actions into place that, that make it clear that he's no longer my little boy. And, and so I, I worry that he'll still being here every day with mom and dad every day. And that, that he will continue to be in this. Well, do I really have to be a grown up because Nothing's really changed except for I don't mm-hmm. wake up and go to school every day. And mm-hmm. and so there's a part of me that is a little apprehensive a- about how it's all going to work out and how how it will all play out. But we'll um you know, we'll take it one day at a time and if he continues to try to sleep his days away and he doesn't doesn't commit to showing up to work to certain hours of the day, then he'll have to go out and get a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm watching your face as you speak and it's like you're making some de- some definitive decisions in your mind. Yes, as you're I saying. am. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I am. And we, we've explained them to him as well. Like we, we've talked to him about them a little bit already. And, you know, the idea that that living here, so Matthew's in a unique position right now in that he will graduate on the 28th of May and he does not turn 18 until September. Hmm. And so we've explained to him that, you know, technically we're still responsible for you financially until September. But come September, we might charge you rent. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you're yeah. you're 18, you're, you're going to start a business or... You know, if you find out that's not what you want to do, you're going to go get a job and and we very well may be charging you rent to live here after you turn 18. And and so just having those conversations with him about what it will mean to what it will mean to be an adult living at home versus and I I say adult um, at 18 with air quotes because I honestly right. don't believe that at 18 you're automatically an adult. Um, Megan is 19 and a half and she's not an adult, (laughs) you know, and, you know, I just talked with, with a friend of mine the other, 
yesterday who spent, she's in her 40s, and she spent the day with her mom and her um, her nan, her grandmother, and she says, they'll never treat me like an adult. And so it, it's kind of it's kind of like that, that same thing. It doesn't matter how old we get to our parents and our, we're always the little children. And, and so I say adult at 18 with air quotes because I don't think that magically makes you an adult. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's time for you to start learning some of those adult lessons. Yes, definitely. Well, tell me, as you think about Matthew in this transition and this next stage, what is something, what is one biblical truth that you want him to know? So I'd say the biblical truth that I want my kids to know um, for for all three of them is is that it is okay, it is right, and it is God-ordered to love yourself. Matthew 27, 29, 22, 32, 39 um, says that the second greatest commandment is to love others or to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I think that a lot of times the and yourself gets looked over. You cannot love others if you don't first love yourself. And you can't give and serve others if you aren't first taking care of yourself. And and so I, m- the greatest biblical truth that I want my kids to understand is that it is right to love yourself, to take time to take care of yourself and then love others and then take care of others. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the the vessel can't pour out if there's nothing inside. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yes, And that's a lesson I didn't learn until I was well into my 30s. Mm. Have have you seen anything that makes you want? um, Has there something in their lives you've seen that makes you want to push that forward to them? Or or is it from your own experience that you want to make sure? It's a, it's a little bit of both. It, it's mm-hmm. a lot from, from my own experience. I don't want them to spend the early parts of their adult life never taking care of themselves because that's what I did. And, and, you know, at the end of my, at the end of my twenties into my early thirties, I was um, severely overweight. I was very, I won't say unhappy, but unsatisfied in that I was always giving, 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 and there was nothing left at the end of the day to take care of myself. And, and so a lot of it will be from, from a lot of it is from personal experience, but I notice in Megan, a very people pleaser part of her personality. And so she is, reluctant to say no when she doesn't have the time or the energy to give, but she'll do it anyway because she believes it's expected of her. And, and so I see those things in her personality more so than in the other two. The other two are very good at, of course, they have been, they have been more exposed to, to my stage of freedom in life than Megan has and because it took me longer to find it and she was older when I did. And, mm-hmm. um, and so they're, they're, they're better at it. The younger two are better, are better at it than, than Megan is. But um, that is one thing that I constantly encourage her that it is okay to say no. It is okay to take care of yourself first. You don't have to do everything someone asks you to do. And, mm-hmm. um, 
And there is nothing wrong with putting yourself first in certain seasons or situations or times in your life. I'm starting, I'm thinking that maybe there's an identity piece that's tied into there, like knowing who you are and not needing to be affirmed or validated by others, but being secure in who God created you to be and being that person. Absolutely. And yeah. And you know, cause I, I have a little people pleasing in me and I know that when I'm going down that path, it's for some affirmation or validation from someone else about who I am. Right. And, and that shouldn't be the place where I find my affirmation and validation of who I am. I need to find that in who Christ says that I am. Absolutely. So that is I'm pushing and pursuing at, you know, that is one I'm, thing I'm that, that is one thing that that is one lesson that I feel like God spent a lot of time in my early thirties teaching me. It does not matter. Okay. At the end of the day, when my head hits the pillow there are two people who have to be content with my actions and my behaviors of the day. And that is me and my God. And if I can say yes to those, those two things, it doesn't matter what anybody else has to say about me. You know, God will protect my reputation. And if it's supposed to go through a storm, it will. Um, I believe that I have to love myself I have to live true to myself and God loves me no matter what. And I live true to what I believe he is calling me to do. And with those two things, nobody else's opinion matters. That doesn't mean nobody else matters. People matter. I love people, but their opinions don't matter. Especially when they're directed towards who I am. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And, and teaching that lesson to our kids, if they can, man, if they can get that at 18. Right. Well, well, that's what, that's what I said. I'm like, it took me (laughs) well into my Mm thirties to to learn this lesson. And so if you can get it at 18, oh my goodness, the things that you will be able to do, you know, the things Mm -hmm. that you will be able to do when you are not constantly concerned about what other people are thinking about, about you, about what you're doing, about who you are, because it is not for anyone else to say who we are. That, that, that's not anyone else's job to say who we are or what God put us here to do. That is between him and me. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. When you said that, that brought up something else. My son, <laughs> my oldest son, he's also 19 um, and just finished his freshman year. Okay. And halfway through this year, he changed his major. And I'm like, uh, what what that's not who I told you you were going to (laughs) be but but the major that he's changed to you know it's totally who the Lord created him to be right and and that doesn't fit with this perfect plan that I laid out for him but it totally fits with the perfect plan that God laid out for him right so I just have to put my mama wants to the side and and let him and God forge their own way absolutely absolutely I I believe wholeheartedly that my children are not my own. They are God's on loan to me. Mm. I love them more than words can actually say. And I think any mom could say the same thing. But they're not mine. They're not mine. 
they're his and I have to trust the path that he has have had them on. I have to trust in myself and the lessons that he's taught me that I'm passing on to them. And then I have to trust the lessons that he is going to teach them on his own. Mm, yes. Yes. It, it's, it's not always easy. No. <laughs> no. But, you know, I don't need easy. I just need worth it. Yes. Which is the Ravenscraft motto. That's, that's what we live by here. Awesome. Whew, okay. We, we dug in <laughs> real deep on that. No, <laughs> you helped me. I'm hoping other moms are helped by that conversation as well. Let's talk about grow. What's okay. some ways that um, Matthew, even Megan, if you want to think about it, um, you know, even there's still growth areas for the kid that just finished college. Um, what are some ways the kids need to grow? Like practical skills. I think the number one practical skill is self-reliance. To learn to rely on themselves. For the last, well, I'll, I'll tell you a story. So last August, we dropped Megan off at, at Western, which her school is three hours from home. So it's just far enough away that she can't come home every weekend, but it's still close enough that, you know, we can see her a couple of times throughout the semester and, you know, she's not gone the whole time. And so we drop her off in August and it is probably, she's been down there maybe two weeks and she had what in my 18 year old daughter's mind was this huge catastrophe. Um, her roommate had purchased the carpet, the, the area rugs for their, for their dorm and milk had spilt on an area rug. And Megan is the one who had spilt it. And she's, she didn't buy the carpets. And so she felt like it was just the end of the world and that the roommate was going to be so mad and you know, all this. Stuff. So her first catastrophe, I am ready to jump in the car Oh, and yes. drive the three hours to fix it for her. Mm -hmm. And my husband actually had to hide the keys from me, I think, because <laughs> it took a lot of it took a lot of self-control on my part to say, okay, I have to trust that she can handle this on her own. And I have to teach her that she can handle this on her own. And so we looked up ways to, you know, how do you get milk? sour milk out of a carpet and because she thought she got it all cleaned up but then it didn't and so a couple of days later like the smell was just horrid and and so we're doing all of this all of this stuff and and all of this research so that she can get this carpet clean and she did she did it on her own we didn't have to replace the rug you know she got it clean and and they spent the next you know what eight months milk free and um, <laughs> and so, but at her first, at her first catastrophe, I was ready to jump in and be mom and fix it for her. But I have to trust that I have taught her the things that she needs to know, or I can guide her in the way that she needs to, to get to where she can do it on her own. And so with Matthew finishing high school and, and turning 18 in the fall and Megan, you know, starting her sophomore year, self-reliance and learning to do things on their own. I will always be here as a sounding board 
as as a helper, but I am no longer the one to come in and fix it for you. It's time oh. to start fixing your own. Man, these these lessons are as much for the mom as it is for the kid. You Absolutely. Know? I need I need to learn to stop saving your day. Yes. <laughs> you need to learn to save your own day. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Be the the master of your own ship. You know, it is time for you to be in charge of your own journey. And that's what, you know, when Megan first left, actually before Megan left, I recorded a podcast. Um, it's actually titled Overjoyed. And how excited I was that she's at the beginning of her journey. This is the start of the rest of her life. This is, this is where our, our books break off. And so Megan's, Megan's story started in my book, but now it's her own and it's her own story. And I, at the time, was so excited and so overjoyed for that. And I'm saying those words out loud in a podcast and my heart is like, but am I ready? But am I ready? Right. You know, it, it's easier when I was the author of her story. You know, it's, it's easy when they're, when they're preschoolers and toddlers and their friends were my friend's children. And, you know, and so we go through all of these different stages where they go, you know, through elementary school and middle school and they start making friends that we don't know and you have to let go just this little bit at a time and a little bit at a time until one day you wake up and you realize I don't have any rope left like there's nothing left to hold on to and to be content and satisfied in that I have done the best job that I believe that I can and now it's time to let them hold their own rope and it is time to let to let go and and to let them figure it out on their own and i will always be here that i mean you know i say we'll always be here but but tomorrow is not guaranteed and so at the same time i say i will always be here i don't know that and i have to trust that i've given them the best of myself and the best lessons to to make it to the next day mm-hmm. That's really good, man. That's good. The and the analogy, the illustration you used about them being a part of our book and now they're having their own book. Like, I'm about to cry over that <laughs> because just the thought. And now they're going to have their own trilogy. Yes, their own. You know. Yes, absolutely. Okay, special memories. Any special places you want to go? Anything you did with Megan? Just to you and her to I will I will say there's there's nothing specific that 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 I want to go or nowhere s- specific that I want to go or that I feel the need to do. I I live in the present every day with my kids and we are we are making memories every day, every moment. I am trying to make life fun and enjoyable at the same time that I'm trying to teach them the lessons that they need to leave. And and I and I, I've spent I've spent my you know most of my time as a mom saying I'm not raising children, I'm raising adults. 
The end game, the end goal is that they will leave my house as morally responsible, independent individuals. That's the goal. And so I'm living in the moment, in in the present every day with them. So I don't know that there's anywhere that I that I feel like I need to go to make a memory because I'm doing that every day on a daily basis. I will say that that I am going to start hopefully this summer having one weekend trip a year with my girls. Just just mom and the girls and I think Cliff is going to start the same with Matthew. And just just to connect and get away and to go do something fun. But that is not, that's just something to, to, to unplug and to get out of the norm. That is not a necessity to make a memory. Mm-hmm. So you, that's good. You're using every day as an opportunity to seal yeah. memory with the kids. That's Absolutely. Good. And yeah. we do some crazy stuff around here. I mean, <laughs> we we do some really crazy stuff around here, but but it is every day you're encouraged to to be yourself and to live life to the fullest, which is what God calls us to do. Mm-hmm. It is what God calls us to do. Yes. Abundant life is what he says he wants to give us. So sounds like y'all living it every day. <laughs> we are trying. Yeah. We are yeah. trying. There are days, there are days that we have off days, that we have down days. I mean, we have struggles just like everybody else on the planet. But but we choose to not focus so much on the struggles or on the hard days because God says this too shall pass. And mm-hmm. we will get through it. We will get through it. Yeah. And a lot of times we'll be better for it. Awesome. Okay. I want to talk to you about one more thing before we sign off. Um, you have been stay at home momming for a great portion of your adult life. For 18 years. And now these children are starting to leave. Yes. So I know from listening to your podcast, you're venturing into new directions and I just wanted to hear, like, how you feel about this transitional part of your life okay. as it relates to, um, you know, career and doing what you love. And like, you loved being a stay-at-home mom, but now you're finding some new loves. So I just wanted I to am. give you a chance to talk about that. Okay, thank you. So <laughs> I have always, I have always known that God was calling me to share my story, to share my life and my experiences and that that day would come and that that day would come. And I lived in the contentment of knowing that that would come for the 18 years that I was a stay-at-home mom and loved every moment of being the one who heard about their day first thing after school and to be the one who picked them up when they were sick and had to leave school early. And I've, I've loved every, every moment of that, but held on to that contentment that there was something for me to do when this season was over, when this time was over. And I didn't know when this next season would begin. 
And I had many talks with Cliff, you know, do I wait and and start when McKenna leaves high school? Or do I do it while they're all still in school and try to, you know, figure it out? And I have to say that that God works in his infinitely perfect timing. And I grew into what I'm doing now very organically. I did not set out to say, okay, this is my start date and this is what I want to do. It all kind of came very organically. So my husband and I hosted our very first conference last year called Free the Dream. And Free the Dream is... Last year, I had no idea what Free the Dream was, but this year, I can tell you, Free the Dream is about um, mindset, and it is about freeing whatever it is that you feel like you are made to be doing and to set out to do that, and or whatever it is next that you want to do, whether that be career or personal spiritual, emotional, mental, you know, whatever is next for you, it is about breaking free from that or breaking free to to get through that. And so as we went into Free the Dream last year and I was speaking at the conference and so many people kept saying, Stephanie, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And I didn't really, I didn't know. And so Cliff and I talked to that I was going to start a mastermind and I was going to facilitate these group, these groups of, of women and help them break through and break free to whatever their next is, whether they're breaking free from, you know, um, performance-based Christianity or um, past abuses in life or breaking through to their next level in, in, you know, several of us are in this stage where our children are leaving and, and what's next for me, you know, what's next for me. And so it all grew very organically and out of free the dream. And so I am living absolutely in what I knew God was always calling me to do into helping women work through whatever is next for them to overcome their past, you know, to overcome whatever is standing in their way to be who God called them to be and to be doing what he has called them to do. And so in, in moving from being full-time stay-at-home mom to now working during the day, I lead two mastermind groups in, in the week. And, you know, Cliff and I are very heavily in the planning for Free the Dream um, 2019. So I'm working most days, but I still want to be present and not miss anything with school. And so this transition has been exhausting, mm-hmm. but it has also been rewarding and fulfilling. And knowing that I I am making a difference and knowing that my story is making a difference is beyond anything that I could have ever imagined. Does that answer that question? (laughs) That does answer that question. And um, I keyed into when you were saying there was this something in you the whole time and you just knew that at God's perfect time, he would make room for what he had put inside of you. Absolutely. being content to wait and not force it or, or neglect something else, um, you know, in your life in order to push this on your own timetable 
that's a good lesson to, to learn. Um, yeah, to, to be content with what he has given you now and wait with expectancy for his timing to be just perfectly right. Like right. this timing that only he can orchestrate. And then when you do that, the reward that you get for everything falling into place is, is it's, that's good. That's Absolutely. A good and you know, and I, I had a conversation with my 14 year old and I asked her, I said, you know, how do you feel about this? Because, you know, mom will be working the whole time you're in high school. And so while Megan and Matthew had, you know, had full access to mom through their high school career, um, hers may be a little altered. It might be a combination of mom and dad. It might be, you know, since Matthew will be working and Matthew will be home, maybe he'll pick her up some days. And, and I asked her how she, how she felt about it. You know, was she okay with it? Or would she prefer that, you know, I not take on so much and that I still be, and she's like, mom, I love it. I absolutely love it. What you are doing, what you are doing is inspiring. And what you do is teaching me more than you just being there every time I need you, which you're still there every time I need you. So that's not even a question. So even though I was questioning whether I was there every time she needs me, she doesn't believe that I'm not. Yeah, we're so hard on ourselves. We are. We so are hard on ourselves. We will always be our greatest critic. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to pick my um, my eighth grader. This is okay. funny because, you know, our kids are kind of in the same age range. But yes. I went to pick my eighth grader up. It was dark. Um, it was after a basketball game. And uh, it was a away game. So they were coming back to the school. Parking lot's dark. He just walks out and walks straight up to the car. And I wasn't really parked close to the front. And I said, how did you know I was out here? He said, you always are. You always are. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's good. Like that he feels that way. Because I don't feel like that. I feel like I'm driving there. Like, oh my gosh. I don't, you know. And he, and in his mind, it's like, I'm just going to walk out here and find her. Because she's going to be there. Right. Yeah. See? So. And, that, and that is the security that we have given them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Anyway, I feel like that's make that's what McKenna's saying to you. Like yep. you're gonna be there. You're gonna be there. Yeah. And that and that is that gave me peace of mind to move forward. Mm-hmm. It did. Thank you, Stephanie, so much for sharing all of your thoughts and your parenting wisdom. It's been a great conversation. I'm hoping that other moms are getting as much out of it as I did. And if they want to reach out to you to find out more about the mastermind that you're doing, where can they find you? So my um, stephanieravenscraft.com is the website where you can find both my podcast, Thriving Mosaic, and the application and the information for the Free to Thrive Mastermind. I'll tell you what, I am truly humbled that God has put me in this place because to watch women break free and to watch women move forward and to come into their own of who God has called them to be is a glorious thing. It is an absolutely stunning thing that I love to be able to say that I'm a part of because I'm not doing anything. God's doing all of the work. I've just brought them to the same place. 
And um, it is an absolutely stunningly beautiful thing to be a part of. Um, So you can find that at stephanieravenscraft.com. Awesome. Thanks again. Thank you. This has been, this has been fun. Mm -hmm.